I'm Alex Bluesing, filling in for my second week while Brett is on vacation. And I am Jay Rosenthal, suffering through Alex Blumenstein while Brett is on vacation. <laughs> Just kidding. This is your peak daily for Monday, October 16th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Jay, what's your favorite Blu-ray? old do you think I am? I think no, you're I'm 47 just years old. I never <laughs> never had a Blu-ray player. I will okay. confess to having some DVDs, but we don't actually have a DVD player anymore, so it's just sitting on shelves. Why? What's going on with Blu-rays? Well, get this. Best Buy has announced, I don't know if you actually knew that they're still selling them, but they've actually announced that they're going to stop selling DVDs and Blu-rays next year. So I'm glad you moved away from your DVD players and whatever you know else you Gen Xers used to use because we're, we're moving to streaming. Thank it's God. The 21st century. I do have some tapes. Okay, nice. So... Uh, so audio tape, so uh, some Magnavox. So oh. someday you'll need to actually get them out of a box and I don't know, digitize sure. them in some They're way. They're like uh, tour tapes from Following Fish. I will neither confirm or deny that. Okay, let's start the show. Here we go. Aside from all of that, Alex, what do we have for Pete Pals? Okay, for our first story, rising tensions in the Middle East. For our second story, East versus West tug of war in the Canadian labor markets. And finally, a look at the big stories coming in the week ahead. Our first story, top U.S. diplomats spent the weekend shuttling between Middle Eastern capitals in a bid to stop the war between Israel and Hamas from escalating into a broader regional conflict. President Joe Biden's top security advisor, Jake Sullivan, said the U.S. had privately warned Iran to stay out of the conflict between Israel and Hamas. The U.S. also announced it would send a second aircraft carrier group to the eastern Mediterranean. Western leaders are concerned the looming Israeli ground invasion of Gaza could draw Iran and Hezbollah which is the Iranian-backed Lebanese militant group, into the war. Iran, which funds Hamas, warned that Israel will intervene in the conflict if it continues, according to a report by Axios, either directly or through allied militant groups. There's little doubt that the human and economic cost of the war will grow significantly if it turns into a larger regional conflict. That's an all, Jay. Bloomberg Economics forecasts that a direct war between Israel and Iran would push the price of a barrel of oil up by $64 cost the global economy around U.S. $1 trillion and increase in the inflation rate by 1.2 points. It's unclear what's next, but the Israeli Defense Forces have called up an unprecedented 360,000 reservists to prepare to fight both in Gaza and Lebanon should the war escalate this week. For our second story, NHL rivalries are no longer the only thing stoking competition between provinces. They're now also fighting for Canada's scarce supply of workers. That's right. Provinces are piloting new strategies to lure skilled workers in high demand sectors like healthcare, green energy and construction. Alex, what is the playbook? Alberta launched its Alberta is Calling Ad campaign yet last year, looking to recruit young workers, particularly from Ontario and BC, with the promise of jobs and affordable housing launched another phase this year targeting the Maritimes. Speaking, well, Newfoundland's not really the Maritimes, but Newfoundland held a job fair aimed at convincing the over 10,000 expat Newfoundlanders in Alberta to come back home. Saskatchewan formed a healthcare recruitment agency traveling to schools in five provinces to recruit future graduates. And then Nova Scotia, speaking of the Maritimes, I can use it there, offers a $10,000 bonus to nurses who sign a two-year contract to work there. Quebec up retention bonuses for nurses working in the northernmost part of the province, and Alberta is considering a $1,200 bonus for certain workers. Immigration has boosted Canada's labor force, but some vital roles like nursing and construction are still in short supply. 
Until the gap is filled, which could be never, I guess, provinces can only gain workers at the expense of other provinces. When it comes to interprovincial migration, Alberta has been the big winner. As of July 1st of this year, the province added a whopping 184,400 more people compared to the year before. Atlantic provinces also boasted notably strong population growth. Now to zoom out a bit. Are you ready for this, Alex? I'm ready. That's what we do. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. In Q2, Stats Canada reported 818,195 job vacancies. These aren't just numbers on a page. Vacancies result in very real problems, like a lack of healthcare workers leading to ER closures and a lack of builders contributing to housing shortages. Finally, Jay, what should our peak pals be paying attention to this week? Well, Statistics Canada will release the Consumer Price Index tomorrow. Headline inflation growth is expected to slow to 3.8% year over year, compared to August's surprisingly high 4% reading. Last week's U.S. inflation report showed inflation ticking up slightly faster than earlier in the summer, a signal that will encourage the Federal Reserve in the U.S. to hold interest rates higher for a bit longer. What else should we be following this week, Alex? The first round of voting in Argentina's election is next weekend, and the polls show Javier Millet, a self-described anarcho-capitalist, sometimes I call myself that actually, is leading the polls. Millet has campaigned on, among other things, abolishing the country's central bank, scrapping much of the national government, and legalizing the sale of human organs. These are not really my policy positions either, though. While polls show a runoff vote is likely, the value of Argentina's peso has begun to fall faster in recent weeks in anticipation of a strong result for Malayal. So we will keep our eyes on that. And finally, a slew of data out of China, including reports on third quarter GDP growth, retail sales and industrial production will show how the world's second largest economy is faring amid ongoing woes in the real estate sector and the looming risk of deflation. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. Look, folks, you've got five more days of me on the pod. Make the most of it. Leave a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. <laughs>